I have a good friend and he and his wife spent the last six or seven months visiting all of the national parks here in Costa Rica. Now, John says that there are a total of 30, but I think that I heard that the government just designated another one recently. No matter how many there are, John and Nancy visited the 30 that they knew about. It was a goal of theirs, and they just completed their adventures last week. John bought a very expensive camera for this purpose only, and he's thinking about writing a coffee table book with the hundreds of photos that he took along the way. I can't wait to see them myself. Costa Rica has a total of 160-plus national parks and refuges organized by the Sistema Nacional de Áreas de Conservación. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's a SINAC. SINAC is what it's called, S-I-N-A-C. They are divided into 11 regions and cover over 25% of the national territory. To facilitate the management, SENAC has divided the country into 11 distinct geographical areas. The protected areas represent over 1 million hectares. Further, there are buffer zones where agriculture is permitted under certain conditions. And protected land, which 320,000 hectares, 22 reservations for the indigenous population, consisting of the Malucas, the Chorotegas, the Huaytares, the Cabecares, the Bribris, the Teribis, and the Guayamis. I know I didn't pronounce those right. Since the early 1960s, Costa Rica has pursued a policy favoring the conservation of nature. Despite of still having one of the highest deforestation rates, these actions to promote green tourism were doubly rewarded. The country became an ecological world leader and tourism has become a major economic pillar before agriculture. Costa Rica announced its intention to become the first carbon dioxide neutral country by 2030, only eight short years away. The big success of ecotourism in recent years has some environmental downsides. Some hotelers and other tourism industrialists are solely led by immediate profitability, which entails deforestation, construction without respect for the law, bad or lack of water or wastewater treatment, excuse me. They act unscrupulously in defiance of the laws. Unfortunately, it is not easy to find one's way through all the names and labels that should guarantee a strictly sustainable tourism. May everyone be vigilant. During their stay, most visitors go to at least one national park, the average duration being two days. The possibility of excursions and hikes in these parks belongs to Costa Rica's main tourism assets. Rainforests, cloud forests, dry and wet forests, transition regions of different altitudes ranging from volcanoes, or excuse me, from lowlands to highlands up to 3,820 meters. A wide variety of volcanoes, caves, lakes and lagoons, rivers and canals, pre-Columbian relics, islands, and marine parks. The rates of admission to the national parks may seem high, but this is the price to pay for the protection of nature. I know the last time that I went to Arenal Volcano, I think I paid $12 or $13. Not too bad. Almost all national parks have at least a few short maintained trails. Many of them are used for utilitarian purposes and are almost unmarked. Inform yourself beforehand on the quality of trails and do not wander off by yourself. If you are not familiar with the area, 
hire a guide. It's strongly advised. Some parks, however, as uh, Corcovado, Monteverde, and Santa Rosa have excellent trail systems. If you are interested in the biology of the parks, guides can provide you with helpful information. They are well worth the money. A few years ago, I think I paid $60, and I gave him a $20 tip, and uh, he spent about five or six hours with us, and it was so much fun down there in Corcovado National Park. And because of him, we got to see a lot of animals that were just hidden by camouflage, and he knew how to get right in there and find out where the sloth was and a couple poison dart frogs and a few others still couldn't find that elusive jaguar but we will the rainy season is said to be better for visiting corcovado national park as there is more wildlife to see during the day but the access is more limited during this time due to muddy trails also a higher number of biting insects will make long hikes a little less pleasant i will change that to a lot less pleasant Popular parks like Manuel Antonio National Park or Monteverde may be wetter during the rainy season, but it is a good time to avoid crowds and therefore enjoy the parks more by yourself. The National Parks Administration has decentralized its management by creating 11 regional entities with their own offices and research centers, also offering vocational training and environmental awareness. The bottom line is, and what I'd like for you to take from this little story, is to be sure to visit at least one of the national parks when you're here. They are exciting, you'll have so much fun, and it will definitely change your life. We do appreciate your listening, and keep in mind that we've recorded way over 1,000 episodes of our Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle podcast series. We're found on all major podcast venues, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Anchor, and all the others. Simply Google our name in the venue that you wish to listen, and the links will magically appear in front of your eyes. Our only reason for doing all of this is basically to share with you all the good news that comes out of Costa Rica each and every day. If you've never been here before, then we hope to inspire you to visit. If you live here already, then we hope to help you become more aware of everything that Costa Rica has to offer right in your own backyard. We promise to deliver to you nothing but good news and hundreds of stories about the Pura Vida lifestyle. Again, thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.